Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. So our show is in shambles today, then. <laughs> the the tattered remains of whatever's left of this show is what's going to make it in the podcast today. I'm not going to lie to you, man. It's, That's uh, good. Usually I'm confident that we can put something together, but if I don't have anything. Yeah. You, you look like you have the flu, which I'm guessing is what happens when you fly from Washington to Denver. I'm, I'm okay. Like, I just came from, like, a nice dinner. And it was cool, but like in the back of my mind, I'm like, I don't have a mic and I don't have my notes for the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, with the, with the, with the companion. It wasn't like that, Tony. No, no. It was. I had somebody there with me, but it wasn't like that. Oh, not yet. He's working on it. No, he's not. <laughs> he's definitely not. So you're struggling. Uh, no, 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 no. Hold on. We're not putting that in the atmosphere either. I'm <laughs> definitely not. Tony, no, 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 I didn't mean that kind of struggling. Trust me. No, oh, I never, I never mean, no, no, I'm sure, I, Russ, I'm sure your batting average is fantastic. <laughs> uh, no, you're struggling with the travel and uh, just general disorder, Like, which think, is very unlike you. I, I want to make sure you know. Thank you. I, I know I that that's not normal for you. I know. I that. felt worse about this whole thing because I knew, I'm like, man, I always... My one goal is I got to come. I want to carry my portion of yeah. the show for Jason. You do. You don't have to feel like you don't have to do this all yourself. You and do. The whole flight, I'm just like, man, well, I got it. Um, I am uh, a week into training camp, and it is just just beat me up. I'm just, it's just been destroying me because I have to get up at like 5 a.m. every day for this. That sounds terrible. It's it's not good. So you and I are uh, both a little wobbly in our own ways. And then, uh, you know, Tony is on top of the usual amount of distracted that he is when he does this. He is also managing like at least one other podcast, if not two. Tony might just say some stuff on this episode that that doesn't pertain to anything we're talking about. And it's like, it's like when you're, uh, when you're, you, like encounter someone on the street or in a store and they're talking in like a Bluetooth in their ear that you can't see, you think they're talking to you, but it doesn't make any sense. Like, I think that's going to be Tony's contribution. Uh, you, you have a lot of stuff going on because training camp just started with the bears. Yes. Tony has a lot of stuff going on because he's Tony, but also NBA free agency just started. Right. Right. And the team I covered just traded away half their team. Yeah. <laughs> it's we got a lot going on. Yeah. All right. And all that's coming into this week's spot. So we might, we might have our first rough one in a while. Let's see what we got, man. Wheels up here. 
Welcome to Sports Adjacent. I'm Jason Leisure with my co-host, Russ Dorsey. Russ, what are you eating during this? Big Newtons, bro. Okay. All right. Come on, man. That's a Tony move. <laughs> I'm hungry, man. Tony is eating. Tony looks I'm like he's got some cheesecake or something. Tony's regular eating. I'm stressed uh. eating because I just you guys have a lot going on. And so, like, let me have this. Uh, I, uh, th- this schedule is just absolutely destroying me. And... I getting up at 5 a.m. for I've never had a job where I have to be there before 1030 other than during training camp, training camp. Every training camp I've ever covered has been pretty early in Miami. I thought it was because of the heat. I thought it was because it was so hot that they got to practice early. Um, but I guess every team does this. So what's so up at Actually like start stuff? They start practice usually starts at 830, but we have to be there by like seven. Why? Because there's stuff beforehand. Like protocol stuff? Uh, it's a little bit of that and a little bit of uh, Matt Nagy talks before practice. Okay. So that's what we're working with today on Sports Adjacent, uh, which is brought to you by Obvious Shirts, as always, our sponsor that we love. They've got some stuff for us that you will find highly uh, pertinent and maybe even a little entertaining. You can now shop Obvious Shirts 44 Forever Collection. Yeah. Which has Anthony Rizzo forever. There's a 44 forever one. And uh, Anthony Rizzo is my captain forever. And also the worst day ever was on a Friday in Wrigleyville. I mean, (laughs) so for those of you wallowing in Cubs sadness, uh, first first off, welcome back to how your life normally is. And uh, second off, you can commiserate by going to Obvious Shirts and picking out one of those, and you can get 10% off. Use our promo code adjacent10, get 10% off. On a happier note, they have restocked their Soldier Fields Mm t-shirts, which I think is pretty good because A, Justin Fields, obviously. B, that's what my dad calls it anyway. (laughs) Listen. I, I think uh, there are going to be a lot of Cubs fans that are making that quick adjustment over to football season. Yes. Relatively quickly here. The, unfortunately, uh, on behalf of football season, just to let you know, Cub fans, uh, it's about to let you down as well, I'm sure. <laughs> no, look, That's just kind of how things go around as, here as we in like the to football let, department. As we like to let our listeners know, everything's fine because the Bears have Justin Fields. Yeah, they kind of have him for what? next what? year. We're doing this? We're doing this? No, no, no. Tony, stop. No. Stop. No, stop, Tony. Tony. Stop. Tony. Now it's time for a Chicago Bears segment we call. This is fine. I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently. Everything's fine. That's okay. Things are going to be okay. How are you dancing during this? He just, he's like, he's dancing on the grave of our show. Yo, if I did a pay-per-view match with Tony, you think we think we have a lot of viewers? You, you're itching for a fight of some kind, aren't you? I'm trying to fight. You're Tony. always talking about fighting. But I feel like you're never actually in fights. <laughs> no, no, but it's, I don't feel like you end up in a lot of confrontational situations no, anyway no, no, no. because you're you're really you're not a. I know how to defuse situations. Yes, yeah. but Tony takes me to that place sometimes where I'm just like, you know, Tony, <laughs> we had a couple. Two minute rounds. Yeah. Nice charity to sponsor. That's uh that that's why we do this on Zoom. Um <laughs> if we do this in person, geez. I don't understand. I, I I have so much regret giving you license to just drop these into the pod whenever you want because 
there's like an uncrossable line, Tony, of don't drop it in when we're talking about our paid sponsor. You have spent your entire life working in podcasts and radio. You understand this better than anybody. And you drop one of these in when I'm talking about obvious shirts. I need to. You you so much know better than to do that. I'm adjusting my anger now because I remember the first time you told we we brought up everything's fine as a segment and we told Tony what we wanted. And you were like, hey, drop these joints in whenever. So I'm actually mad at more mad at you than I am. You're redirecting it. Uh, I'm going to me and you are going to fight. Okay. (laughs) I think that's what we need to do. You always want to fight me. Look, I thought we were like friends. We are. Usually it's Tony, but like thinking about it, I really should direct my anger towards you because this is what you want. I am. Uh, I'm directing my anger at myself too. I'm very annoyed by this, and uh, I guess I'm going to go with it because he pressed the button. Do you have, do you have an everything's fine? Or we I, I do, Russ. Listen, everything's fine with the Bears. Everything's fine. Uh, but Monday, Nick Foles practically begged the Colts to come rescue him from this horrible life he has as the Bears' third-string quarterback, making $14 million over the next two years, by the way. I do think that needs to be said. I don't always think the money needs to be brought up because money doesn't buy happiness, but it should be pointed out he'll be getting $14 million for the next two years to run the scout team. Uh, Russ, let me know if any of this holds water with you. He said that he was bad last season, but he couldn't talk about why, implying that it was not Nick Foles' reasons why he was bad. He says that uh, if you remember, Nick Foles won the Super Bowl MVP. He says that he is better now than when he won the Super Bowl MVP. In his defense, he wasn't great in that playoff. Like he got hot for like three games. He was very good in those playoffs. He has not been very good for about a decade that he's been in the league. It's been extremely hit and miss. Uh, Worst of all, this is the part I'm worried is going to set you off in a way that not even Tony could do. Um, Nick Foles says there were trade opportunities in the offseason, but, quote, it wasn't the right time or situation with what was going on in my life. All right, bro. All right. In his defense, I will say, like he said, like they weren't all uh, like for why he was bad. He couldn't give all the reasons like they weren't all his fault. I mean, all the Bears quarterbacks were bad last year, so he has a point. They had a uh, a very problematic offensive scheme, so bad in which the coach who got the job as a play caller uh, had to give that to somebody else. Offensive line was in tatters. No other good wide receivers besides Allen Robinson. A lot of problems. Mooney had a a solid first. Yeah, that's right. He was good. You're right. You're right. Yes. Uh, A lot of problems, but I would say Nick Foles being your starting quarterback was – very high on the list. Yeah, that's a major problem. Yes. I also get a little bit nervous about this idea that uh, I, I hope Andy Dalton, I don't want to go into a whole Bears thing here, but I, I hope for the Bears' sake, Andy Dalton is the one doing the teaching when they talk about these two guys being mentors. Because what I saw from Nick Foles last year was a lot of just chuck it wherever you want and check the defense later. I and uh, I don't know that that's a great strategy for Justin Fields. I have two things. I don't want Justin Fields to have a mentor that's in the Bears quarterback room right now. Like, just just talk to the coaches. That's Andy Dalton's you. a pro. Andy Dalton's a pro. He's, no, I'm, Andy, I'm not Andy Dalton is not amazing, but Andy Dalton has been a starter. Andy Dalton has taken something like 8,000 career snaps. This is, this is Nick really Foles funny. has almost never been some the team's choice, his team's choice in the last 10 years, no matter what team it was on, has very rarely been that team's choice to be the starter. I'm making jokes, but I, I'm just – 
I'd much rather have Justin Fields just go ahead and – I think it's better for them in the long run if he doesn't start this year. But I think at some point you might just have to be like, look, you're the best option. So go learn on the job. That may be um, what happens. Let's, also, let's get back, back to our show here, no, though. No, no, no. I, have a, I need to amend your everything's fine. Oh. So you talked about Nick Foles talking about the Colts rescuing him, right, yes. from the fair situation. Please come save me, Frank Reich. You're like a father to me. I think everything. Not an exact quote. Everything's fine with the Bears because remember that like 72 hours where we were sold that Carson Wentz was coming to the Bears and now he has to have a bone removed in his foot before training camp has really even gotten started and he's going to be out for the next 12 weeks. Maybe only five weeks, Russ. Your foot's got a lot of bones. There's no way you need every single bone that's in there. Back to the show. Uh. What were we doing? Oh, yeah, that's right. Paying the bills, Tony. Like, appeasing our sponsors so we have enough money to pay you. Thanks for interrupting that. They get a bookend. It's called a, it's called a bookend, Jason, where you do a little bit in the front. There's some middle. It's like a donut. And then you finish up in the back. I don't know what that means, but the, what it never means is do it during an, a live read for one of our sponsors. Can you write that down so that you remember that? Got our obvious shirts. Let's go. Okay. Maybe we have obvious shirts. Maybe we have Joe print up a special shirt for Tony that will remind him not to do things like that. Have him print it backwards so Tony can look in the mirror and then it will look normal when he tries to read it. Uh, you can, so I, I talked about the Cubs shirts they have up there, which are good. Soldier Fields, which uh, is, I, man, by the time you hear this, I don't know if it's still going to be there. If if you're hearing this, you should check and try to get one while like you right can now. because those are going to keep selling out over and over and over. Those are going to outsell our shirts, which sold out, Russ. I uh, Speaking of which, Tony, Sports Adjacent Collection is on there. You can get 10% off with code Adjacent10, and they already have free shipping, so great deal. Uh, Wait, did you, by the way, did you get yours, Tony? Well, that was the question. Did you finally get yourself shirt? Tony, you, you need to talk into the mic, not just make like hand gestures. Nobody knows what that means. I did. I okay. have an official Everybody Loves Tony Gill shirt. Okay, great. Awesome. That's the only one you bought? Well, yeah, obviously. Well, come on. No, 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 no. Did you buy the other shirts, Tony? No, I bought the I bought the one that sold out. I bought mine. He's, he's only buying a shirt with his name on it. Come on, man. Boy, tell you. Okay. Maybe you and, and so and you were very indignant last week. Wait, no, wait, hold on. Tony, you don't support the podcast that you're paid by on time each month. You didn't well, he doesn't it. want to be putting his and own you, paycheck back into that. Love, you love throwing everything's fine in every segment that we do, but you don't want to buy a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I buy shirt. No, you bought the it's in, it's in the sports adjacent catalog. Nah, nah, bro. Nah, I'm not rocking with that. Uh-huh. That's shady, Tony. <laughs> wow. That's shady. This man want to throw everything's fine into every segment we do, but they ain't going to buy the shirt. Does the money not go to sports adjacent? section i don't know maybe it doesn't what if it doesn't <laughs> i think last week he used it as a weapon just anytime he got bored which was when you started telling him a story oh, about michael phelps and the don't bring it up because you know i ooh. i probably got Russell, more mad at tony during that like three minutes span <laughs> i was mad for you because you were telling like something that they could or maybe did make a 30 for 30 about and he's just like let me hit my clown button One of the here greatest blah, blah, blah. Olympic- Sporting uh, right. events that ever happened. Here you go, Tony. Yeah. Uh, Tony, you were indignant because I alleged that there was not a chance in the world because Russ's mother was upset that Russ, Russ's mother was putting the pressure on him to buy her a shirt. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was partly because there was this thought that you were buying your mom a shirt, 
mm-hmm. which I said, there's not a chance in the world. Tony's mm-hmm. buying that shirt for his mom. Mm-hmm. Tony will show her where to buy it. Mm-hmm. Did you buy your mother a shirt? I told her to use the promo code of Jason. That's a no. Right. And uh, get 10% off your first purchase, mom. This man, Tony is sicko. Make sure, so make sure mom, Mrs. Hey, Dorsey mom, gets that mom, up. Yeah. Cheryl, Cheryl Dorsey. Hi, thanks for listening. I wanted to let you know that you just hype Tony up. Like he was this, oh, he's such a good son. He gonna buy his mama shirt. And what did I tell you in the car? No, he not mom. He gonna say, yo, use promo code adjacent to get 10% off. And that's exactly what he did. I know that you're very much an adult, but are you allowed to address your mother by Cheryl like that? I just said, like, is that going to go over well? Look, I just said what her name was. I didn't say Cheryl Marie Hens Dorsey. Okay. So that's a no. You're not allowed. No, I don't. I, I don't think I could get away with that either. And I'm almost I wasn't 40. Saying that. I was just saying what yeah. her name was so that everybody out there knows what my name is Cheryl. But I wasn't addressing her as Cheryl. No, I would never. Thank God, because that would be you have said some uh, horrendous things on this podcast. But that would have been the worst. I've said some bad things. <laughs> you're, you're correct. That, that would have gotten you canceled in the sense if you would have been um, dragged out of the Zoom call by your ear, I think. Yeah. Or not alive. I mean, it's one of those where I, I don't, fortunately, I don't live at my parents' home anymore, but I would never do that. Um, what did you call adults when you were a kid? How did you address adults outside your family? If I had met you uh, as a kid, I'd call you uh, Mr. Leisure or Mr. Jason. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how we ended up like, on that. Like, but... your kids, like your kids did me until I told them to stop. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tell my kids, to, what are you doing? Tony, listen to me. We can't see. Damn it, Tony. Like, we're just, just over and over with this, man. Like, how many things are you, are you trying to sabotage this today? I'm just doing hand motions. You're just doing was, hand motions, which is great because we do video clips of this. And we put it on Twitter. So somebody will see it there. But most of our audience is listening to this as an audio medium. Why are you just like wagging your finger around in the air? And what does it mean? Well, Jason. Start uh, talking into the mic when we're, when we're having a conversation, please. I am. I am talking right into the mic. Um. Well, Jason, I was making reference to how Russ uh, uh, used to address adults because your beautiful daughters address me as Mr. Tony. Ah, okay. And I was pointing at the letter in picture. Oh, you're pointing at some art. I see. Okay. Me in my background right now. All That's right. Now I see all our clips this week. Okay. So even being able to see you, just so you're aware, mm-hmm. like and 99% of the people involved in this podcast, which is the audience, can't see you. It looks like you're just signaling, signaling your finger around like the way an umpire signals that something was a home run. Oh, uh, that's that, yeah. that is what it looked like. Uh, but that's I, the confusion, Tony. Uh, your daughters, who are awesome, shout out to them. They they made me this label because they have that label maker, Russell's notebook. It's Russell's says. notebook, and they made that, and I carry it around. There and you like, go. people. People say, yo, you were really official with your notebook. And I yes, was like, you're very territorial, Russ. I was just like, actually, uh, my friend's daughters made it for me, and I like having it on there. Yeah. So, yeah. Shout I don't know how we arrived at uh, having our kids call people Mr. Russ and Mr. Tony. And I, think, like, I think that's what your kids should do. Instead of last people. names, though. I, I don't know why we, how we ended up at first names instead of last names. But I don't know. For some reason, I want them to show respect to adults. Yeah, but but calling you Mr. Dorsey and Mr. Gill and Mr. Laredo, my neighbor, or something like that—that that just feels too impersonal. If if you don't know them like that, I understand the last name thing. Your kids know me and Tony by now, and it's at the point where it's just like, well, 
I feel like Tony and I are could be like their brothers. So like to say, <laughs> Mr. Russ, don't have maybe, people. Maybe an uncle. Eh, I've seen bigger age gaps with like siblings. So, so yeah, like I, that's why I told them when I was over, I'm like, y'all can call me like Russ and it's cool. And they were just like, oh, my oh they were ecstatic. God. They felt like they got to be grownups when you told them that. Yeah. Stay forever. Well, that's my thing to them is I, I want you to ref- refer to people as Mr. Russ or Mr. Steve or Mr. Mike or Mr. Lawrence or whatever, uh, unless they tell you that you can call them something else. Yeah. There's this like, there's a, my friend's son, this five-year-old kid in our neighborhood calls me Mr. Leisure all the time. And it feels very official. It feels like I'm his teacher or something. You do give off a, a, a teacher-like presence. I'm usually out there throwing water balloons and shooting Nerf guns with the kids. Well, I mean, you, you, you see, you look like a man that deserves respect. Thank you, Tony. Tony is trying to earn his way back into our good graces and make sure that check still comes uh, on the 11th day of the month. I want to ask you, Russ, because we were talking about this uh, interesting week that you've had. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about the Cubs disaster T-shirts available on obvious shirts right now. Right. I I don't want to do Cubs talk on here. That's cool. um, Ever. Just to be clear. I was gonna but I want to know what I want to know what that day was like for you. I want to know what's going on for you because I, I've been there. I, I've been there when uh, you, you see uh, you wake up and you see on ESPN that LeBron James is going back to Cleveland. Uh, what was the, what was what would it be Thursday, Friday, Saturday like for you? Friday was the trade deadline, and it was just like you knew that it was going to be a crazy day on Friday when Thursday they traded to Anthony Rizzo, like the face of their franchise. And it's just like, all right, if he can get traded, anybody can get traded. And then one by one, Craig Kimbrell, their closer, Javi Baez got traded, Chris Bryant got traded. And it got to a point where about an hour before the game, they had like 17 players on the roster. Like, you need 26 (laughs) each day. And they just like recalled like 10 dudes from AAA. Playing the game, so I was gonna do it. Everything's fine, like, um, but the non Cubs one, like a Cubs one, not a non a non Bears one, where it's yeah. like right, everything's fine, Cubs fans. Um, half your team has been traded away, but you have financial flexibility, so you can sign all three of those dudes back if you wanted to in the off season. That's a nice idea, but they have uh, two months left in the season, and I, as far as you are concerned, I don't think you can cover financial flexibility every day. So what are you doing now that um, instead of covering the Cubs, you're covering the King County Cougars? I'm covering uh, the Cubs from a 30,000-foot view each day. He's Unless, like, the other – Again, hey, I'm Russ Dorsey. I cover the Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Um, unless, like, uh, Rafael Ortega hit three homers in a game the other day. I write about that. But it's very macro-focused right now and will be for – at least the next, I'd say, year. But Russ went viral, though. I did go viral. Did you? How's that? I, did I don't know about this. So, uh, after Rafael Ortega's uh, three-homer game, uh, Rafael uses a translator. Shout out to Will Nadal, the Cubs translator. Uh, and I ask him all my questions for him in Spanish. So he doesn't have to go to the translator. He understands me. And... 
the last question I did, um, I asked them the question in Spanish. And it's we funny. have enough people that we have enough people that speak Spanish that would hear this that would know Spanish. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I'm just use, use the Spanish words, man. Jason, it's cool. I'm it's it's faster if I do it this way. So I say I ask the question, and I actually and people who speak both languages would know. Like sometimes, like you flip the words. So I flipped the words that they made sense if they were on the opposite side, but I flipped them. He gotcha. knew what I was saying. But because I've like built this rapport with him where he knows I ask him questions in Spanish. That you put an effort into it. He said, you speak really good Spanish. And for you, I'm going to answer in English. He says that you have good Spanish and that you're trying. I'm going to try in English for him. Yeah. Uh, I never I, I never had a, a feeling like that, like like I had right now in my, in my career. But it's, you know, when, when, when you have a back, back days, I got bad days in, back in the days and I just keep my head up. And then I think that's the that that's what helped me to be here right now, just doing what, what I know to, to do, you know, and then just thanks God that, that I get that other opportunity to be here in the big list and then. Just take, take, taking a bench, you know? Yeah. That's... And so like for the first time ever, he answered a question in English and his English was great. And it was yeah. really cool. And it was a situation where I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm like listening to his answer, but in my mind, I'm like, yo, this is might be the coolest experience ever because a dude who uses a translator because it makes him feel more comfortable, felt comfortable using English because he saw yeah. him using Spanish. And I, th- I thought that was like just a really cool moment. It's a great um, human connection. It is. And so I, I, I talked about it. Somebody brought it up in, in my mentions yesterday uh, after it happened. And I said back, like, how much I appreciated it. And then this morning I found the, the clip of it and, like, posted it for everybody just, like, to show, like, how cool that was. And, uh, yeah, it's been shared a whole bunch of times. And I didn't do anything. I was – to me, I was just doing my job – but like, I thought it was really cool that that he felt comfortable like using his English and you know something that he hadn't done before. But uh, yeah, it was a really cool moment. One of those cool I, sports moments. I hope you get more moments like that because there'll be almost nothing else going on <laughs> with the next two months. Let's go to the Olympics, Russ. We have our Olympics correspondent, Tony Gill. Uh, This segment was ill-fated last week. I'm sure that he will turn it around. Uh, Well, I'm not so sure. Let's find out. Go ahead, Tony. Uh, Yeah, so Olympics things happen. Where's the music and everything? Uh, What? For the Olympics? Yeah, didn't you have music? Didn't you have a whole, like, imaging for this? Oh, no, 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 That was just, that was just, that was something that I thought of on myself because I wasn't really watching the Olympics, even though I'm kind of getting paid by the Olympics. Um, but yeah, you know, Olympic things happen. There was a horse, I think, trotting. There's a horse? What is it? Um, Simone Biles came back. I did read that. Um, I don't, I thought, I thought it was a mental health break, but now she's coming back. Like, I don't, I don't get that. Um, yeah, let me just stop you. There, please. You, you haven't, you haven't watched. Let's take the yeah. mic out of your hands. Yeah, um, just please. Let me just put a put a stop to this. You didn't watch any Tony, of the Olympics. Let's buy Tony like a one way ticket to Japan and just leave him there. Just, <laughs> like that would be better. Like, let's leave him in Tokyo. Um, okay. 
So this was worthless. You did nothing. You, you didn't do the homework. And, and in real life, there's no one to copy off of in the morning, five minutes before school starts. The funny part is I when Jason, you texted Tony was like, yo, Olympics corresponded again next week. My exact text was, do we have to do it next week? Yes. Right. And I think Tony took that as me saying, hey, yeah, just blow it off. Like, don't do okay. it at all. Well, we can we can uh, just forego the Olympics segment, Russ, and do the long list of ideas that you've brought to today's episode. I forgot my notebook. This is the exact show that I thought would come about. (laughs) (laughs) I had a whole whole bunch of stuff planned, and this is what I expected us to have. Tony, if either of us tells you that we need you to do something, just do it, okay? Even if it's me telling you to do it, and then Russ craps on the idea, still do it. I was going to do it. Like that I don't even want to hear all this. I was going to do it. But, you know, a lot of things what? happen. You know, people die. What does things happen mean? Um, does, well, it mean that you, does it mean your girlfriend? Is that what that means? Is uh, your girlfriend Yoko, Yoko Onoing this show? I want to take it. I'm, I want to take it there so we don't have no content. Yo, is your girl causing you to not, like, do your responsibilities that you get paid for it? Because if it is, we need to have an intervention. No, no. Um, well, uh, my aunt died and the funeral and oh, I stop with this. See? Stop with this. You say no, this thanks, every thanks, time. Guys. Thanks for thanks for you being. You say this every you time. You didn't even about me. You're like, yo, my aunt. Died. Like, if, if are you being for real or are you are you? No, yeah, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we had the funeral. Real, my condolences. Funeral. Sorry, we had the funeral Saturday and we had like the review Friday, uh, and then all our family okay. came back for the weekend. Uh, all right, you know, like we're we're not like we're like. And yeah, we pay you, but like we're actually your friends. So you can tell. Yeah, now we're now I'm thrown off by this. I, I do feel bad for you, and that is sad. But also, you're using it. Oh, oh he's using the situation. Absolutely using this to it. get out of <laughs> shirking your responsibilities. I mean, it happened. It was factual. I mean, I was. I mean, it happened. Like I had to be present, you know, and, and comforting to my family. Um, who lost a who we lost a valued member of our family. Get it? I get um, it. So yeah, that, I mean, it did happen. Um, but yeah, did, did it get in the way of me possibly producing uh, another go. great segment for this show? I would say yeah. I would say yeah. But I am willing to take responsibility for my actions, guys. Um. Is this a prepared statement that you're doing now? He definitely yes. sounds like he's yes. uh, trying to get something from the audience. I was I was given I was given the statement to read by uh the babies. Uh oh you know, no. Oh my gosh, that was um, horribly wrong. I am officially sorry, guys, for uh not doing the Olympics correspondent segment. Um a lot of things happened. Uh, my aunt died, as you guys may have heard. Um and yeah, that was that was that was it. So Apologies to Sports Adjacent, to the Sports Adjacent listeners. Um, I will be better. <sighs> the funny part is that does sound like the apology the baby gave because it was just as bad. <laughs> baby was just like, yes, just as forced. He did. He didn't apologize for uh, the homophobic stuff. Very briefly, he was just like, "Yo, social media be getting out of hand, right?" <laughs> and then, like proceeded to talk around it. So I don't know who his PR team is, but whoever it is, that that's the one that Tony hired to make that apology that he just gave us. We have to think about that though. What? what was that? The baby, and now he's getting pulled from every show. He got pulled from his last. He got pulled from his last. Uh, from the last day of uh, Lollapalooza. 
honestly, bro, I don't feel sorry for him. Like, who should? Like, you can't just say things like that, double down, triple down, and, and expect that, like, pull three must be – Tony, there ain't no, 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 Tony. Tony, anyway, yeah. Russ, Tony, it's, uh, I feel like this has been the sad. No, Tony, no, no, Tony, stop. No, 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 it's a real point. No, 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 no. It's a good point for any of your 19 other podcasts. Tony, Russ, Russ, I, I feel like this is. If, wait, no, let us, let's let it hear. We can bleep it if it's, if we can play the elevator music. If it's, Just play it right now because I already know. Tony. So. elevator music over that whole thing i thought that was an excellent point i was going to turn the conversation to something uh happier but i don't have anything i just have the olympics it's been a very it's been probably the saddest olympics i can think of it's just people aren't even dark and pitiful there's no people there the entire basketball team the men's basketball team gives off this vibe of i don't really want to be here but nike or adidas or whoever wants me here and then there's a bunch of crazy things that have been happening, man. Have you heard about the quarantine hotel? About where they have to go if they test positive? No, tell me, tell me about that. Dude, they go out of the. This happened to a. Uh, I think it was a competitor in Taekwondo, and I can't remember from what country. But there's been a few people that this has happened to. You've seen a few of the athletes test positive. They go out of the Olympic Village. They go into a hotel. The hotel. They have to. The one woman was in there for eight days, I think. There is no outside air coming in. You can't like open a window. It is not that. I mean, it's like being jailed basically over there where like you, you just have no freedom basically in there until you test negative. You haven't seen any of this? I've been. No. The one woman is uh, the Taekwondo competitor has made like a, like a, she made her, she constructed herself a friend that she could talk to like out of her gear. That's dark. Jeez. Yeah. It is a dark Olympics, man. No, and then you pay for this. Yeah. No, they're not. You're right. Yeah. Uh, you have uh shot putter, Raven Saunders. Uh, she, did you see the, I don't even want to call it necessarily a protest, but the demonstration, that she did on the metal stand it's to protest all oppressed people of all kinds. They, they had, she, they had to investigate between the international Olympic committee and the USA Olympic committee, whether they would have to take her medal away from that. And they eventually decided no. So, you know, great job, not doing the blatantly obvious wrong thing. Um, you have the, uh, I don't know how to say, if you're from Belarus, how do you say that? You're a what? A Belarusian? You have the Belarusian sprinter who was uh, crit who criticized her coaches for putting her in an event that she hadn't trained for. And then they forcibly took her to the airport to send her back home to Belarus. And she, uh, I don't, I don't know if escaped is the right word, but like stopped that and fought that off and is now seeking asylum in Poland because I mean, this is like the hunger games over there. And then meanwhile, outside, you've got a virus ripping through the whole country and none of them want to have the Olympics there. Yeah. It, it's just like, uh, it, it, they, they were thinking about canceling the Olympics like a week before 
<laughs> so yeah, the week of they were still was still on the table. Maybe we don't do this. Like it just it just feels off. The money, like, man. I, look, you see, look. <laughs> They they're they're gearing up to shut everything down soon, and I know the NFL's like, look, yeah, y'all can shut it down there, but we missed out on a year's worth of money. We keeping this joint open. I know baseball feels the exact same way. The pandemic is like ramping back up a ton with the Delta variant and like. Numbers going through the roof of the unvaccinated. You had something about unvaccinated things, right? We can get to that eventually. Yeah, yes. This would be a good segue into that. But it's just like, yeah, I, I think a lot of these sports are like, okay, we, we missed out a, on a year's worth of profits because we didn't have people here. Yeah, we're going to keep letting people in because we're not going to miss out on money for another year or it's whatever not, time. It's not just the big organizations and it's all the way down to us, the people too. Like we're tired of this. We don't want to keep doing this. We thought we'd beaten lockdown. Like we were done with that. And now we're going to have to go back into it. And the thing that people have just seemed to not get during the entire pandemic is that the pandemic doesn't really care how you feel about it. The pandemic, the, the virus doesn't care that you're tired of being in your house or that you're tired of wearing a mask or you're tired of social distancing or working from home or whatever, or that you feel like, oh man, I really wanted to be done with that. And I thought we were done with that. And now we're going back in a lot. It doesn't really matter. It, the virus doesn't, the virus isn't going to be like, you know what? You guys have had a hard year. I'll, I'll let up a little bit on you. Or I don't want to infringe on your rights. Yeah. Yeah. That part. <laughs> like they had Lollapalooza. Yo, do you see the pictures on that? that? Like that, that the the overhead shot of Lollapalooza was insane. And I haven't seen insane. it. It was just like people were packed in Grant Park like sardines. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people. One mask for every hundred people. It looked like, and it's just like that's that's how we get back in in lockdown. So. WBEZ did a segment on it and they were talking to some of the people that were attending it. And uh, one of them was like, yeah, man, we just, uh, you know, Delta's on its way. We just, we got to get one last party in before Delta gets here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This is not a hurricane, bro. Like one last super spreader. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's coming. It's coming. We we get this out the way and we'll be good. Like, I don't think it, I don't think it works like that. The day or two before a hurricane, by the way, is kind of fun because you eat all the good stuff out of your fridge and your freezer. Because you don't want it to go bad. When the power exactly. Because you're about to lose power. Yeah, probably for at least a day. Anyway, uh, all of this, of course, could have been solved uh, if we'd all gotten vaccinated. There are breakthrough cases. It's less than one percent, less than one tenth of a percent, I think. Um but OK, we were all upset about the pandemic and then for whatever reason decided we also don't like the solution to the pandemic. <laughs> even after all the doctors and scientists have said this is safe, you can give it to 12 year olds even. Um, and in the NFL, you had a couple stories recently where this came up. You had the Vikings and the Dolphins both had issues where and these are just minor issues. I don't want to make more out of this than it really needs to be. Everything's fine. But the Vikings, for example, 
had a quarterback test positive and you can test positive and be vaccinated. It's happened. The bears had an assistant coach who was vaccinated and tested positive. The problem is that if you're not vaccinated in the NFL, all the 2020 protocol and rules apply to you still. Mm-hmm. If you are vaccinated, it's a little bit looser. And one of the ways that it's looser is that if you're vaccinated and you're deemed a high risk, close contact, because you've been in close distance with someone who tested positive, you don't have to quarantine because you're vaccinated. But if you're not vaccinated, like Kirk Cousins, see, I, I start for legal reasons, I should say, like Kirk Cousins seems very obviously not to be vaccinated <laughs> because he didn't test positive and he was forced to quarantine. And the last, Vikings, wait, last year, didn't Kirk Cousins says, yo, if I get it, like I just get it. And if I die, I die. Yes, sure that would be Kirk correct. Yes, that's right. Is that not the dumbest shit in the world? And it's also not how this disease works. Like, it just doesn't take you with it. Like, oh, you're not going to get vaccinated? Yeah, all right. Let me get the whole crib. <laughs> let me yeah, get all y'all. Like, oh, my gosh. Go ahead. But anyway, Russ, you have the Vikings had – we're down to, like, one quarterback. All their quarterbacks are going to be out for at least five days in the middle of training camp. You can't practice. And, again, I know that I'm talking about training camp. I know that I'm not talking about life and death. But what Mike Zimmer, their coach, said about it was very uh, pointed and accurate and reflective of a problem that we've got nationwide. Tony, can you read what he said? And now, Tony Gill reads. Ah, yes. I think this may be one of the earliest times Tony Gill with glasses has been brought out for the Tony Gill. You don't have content. This is more of a, like, do you have to make this one about you? This is more of a serious one. Can you just read what Mike Zimmer said? Oh, you're on the borderline there, Jason. (laughs) Right on the edge, man. All right, here we go. Mike Zimmer. Going through all the things you had to do last year with masks, protocol, traveling, can't leave for a day, can't go out, and see your family and all all the things. Can't go out to dinner, on the road, have to wear a mask on the plane, all that stuff. It was just difficult. I just don't understand. I just don't understand. I think we could put this thing to bed if we all do this, but it is what it is. Later, after uh, his quarterbacks went on the COVID list, he addressed the Vikings anti-vaxxers. Again, here we go. I talked to the team And like I said before, there are quite a few guys that are just against it. And I'm not going to be able to change their mind. So it's like half the country, I guess. I'm so glad that you didn't play all the imaging again to read the second quote. Thank you. You're 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 oh, you were so close, though. I push you. You're close, Jason. Be careful, dude. I was close. I think you know that you've been close this entire episode. And I think you knew better this time. Russ, I heard a, uh, I did hear a coach say that vaccination status, I, I'm sure there are other coaches or teams that have said this, vaccination status is not going to influence personnel decisions. But I bet you that it will after this. I have a hard time. Because I don't think you want to bring that into any of your position group rooms at this point. If you, you, you like, teams know the rules now. Like, they know if, if you have to, you can't play on a Sunday because your team has an outbreak and they can't like last year was last year. And they like did bend over backwards to reschedule games. Yeah. You're going to have to forfeit and it's going to cost you playoff position. 
And we know and money and money, and money. More importantly, money. Yes. At the end of the day, nobody, whether it's the team or the players, want to lose money. So I have a, a good feeling like it's going to have a big impact on personalities. Yeah, I think uh, the superstars may get away with it. May get away with it just because good enough, yeah. Their value, but the rest of you know the players with similar skill sets as the next set person. If the difference between you and the other person is they're vaccinated and you're not, I can't. I I don't want you here. It's like, hey, you're you're sorry, buddy. buddy, You're not DeAndre Hopkins, so you got to go. Right, right. If you have a similar, if you're as similarly as good. And literally, the only difference is that person got vaccinated. They are going to be on my team, and you are not. And that's just facts. I think if we're talking backups here, it, it might not be all things being equal. Take the uh, vaccinated player. It, it it might be even a little more tilted in your favor if you're vaccinated, because the problem isn't that they'll lose that guy. There are some coaches that I'm sure are good citizens and are doing and are encouraging this in, in part because they think it's the right thing to do and they want their guys to be safe and they want their community to be safe. But most of these guys, what the primary concern is they want these players that they're paying and training to be playing on Sundays on the field every day. Yeah. They don't every week. I'm sure they care a lot about their star wide receiver with his health and his well being, But I also am sure they care more that that guy's available on Sunday and he's not in some protocol because he was a high risk close contact or because he tested positive, which again, it is possible, very unlikely, but possible to test positive when you're vaccinated a lot more likely when you're unvaccinated. And that's what they don't want to have happen. The dolphins had the same thing, by the way, Russ, where their tight ends coach had a breakthrough case. And now all the unvaccinated tight ends have to go on the high risk close contacts thing and be out for five days. And again, this is just football. And it's not even football games, it's football practice. But at some point, you're going to get into the games and something like this is going to happen. And, you know, you lose a game over something like this. The Broncos, didn't they play a game with a wide receiver at quarterback last yep. year? A guy, and he hadn't played quarterback in like three or four years. Yeah. I think the Browns went somewhere without any wide receivers or with minimal wide receivers, maybe some practice squad receivers, something like that. That's what's going to happen to you. That's what happened last year. And if you, choose to be un, choose to stay unvaccinated, you're going to be subject to everything that happened last year still. Ron Rivera could die. Yep. Like, literally. Ron Rivera Tony, could Tony's not saying, like, he wants that to happen. He's saying, no. like, that could right. happen if one of his unvaccinated, or even, like, like he, he had cancer. Mm-hmm. Right. And if a guy who's unvaccinated is like, you can't tell me what to do, came in contact with Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera could pass away because of somebody's selfishness, you know? And, and I just, I don't, I, it gets to a point where it's like, what, what makes you smarter than the people whose literal job it is to go and make sure that pandemics don't even start, let alone happen. Thrive. (laughs) Like Dr. Fauci has been, he's made it his life's work to study infectious diseases. Like there are people like that all over, over the world who, 40, 50 years have been studying stuff like this. Like, why Why are we listening to... And I think that might have, that's been my biggest issue over this last 18 months. It's just like, why are we letting people... You know, in baseball, people who have, who have a 
a high school diploma is their highest level of education or people who left school early, people who don't know better and clearly have not done the research. Why are we letting them dictate like real world problems like this? And I, I just feel like we've given people, we've given people who don't deserve the platform to talk about things, th- these things and, and have no background, backup, they have no research. We're, we've, let, we've let them hijack this where it's like, nope, conspiracy. See, yeah. these people who got vaccinated, they got COVID now. And it's like, well, yeah, you remember back when we didn't have a vaccine and people were like dying? People aren't dying who've been vaccinated. You know why? Because they had the vaccine and, and it did what it was like created to do. Yeah. So, and we're not asking people to do anything different. They've literally taken vaccines before, multiple vaccines before in their lifetime. It's, it's not different than any other ones. But we haven't we haven't allowed the the polio vaccine, polio. And the measles, and everything to become a political issue. Yeah, is what we've done, and like it's not it's top to bottom. That's been one of my frustrations during this whole thing. Is you can be upset with how Donald Trump handled everything, and I am, mm-hmm. but it goes all the way down to us. It goes all the way down to us, the people, as far as mishandling this. It has been mishandled from top to bottom. Russ, do you want to hear what we did not get to on today's show? I feel like there's a lot of stuff we didn't get to because we really didn't have anything planned. Let's try that again, but this time you respond by saying something positive about the show. (laughs) Russ, let's talk about what we didn't get to on today's packed show. Okay. This is some outdated baseball news. I figure, you know, this is where people come for outdated baseball news, but I didn't get a chance to ask you about this when it happened. Or maybe I forgot one of the two. Uh, Cleveland Guardians. Yes or no on that? No. What would you have chosen instead? Not the Guardians. It felt just felt lazy. And if you look at the logos. Not as lazy as your uh, your plan B being or your your correction being they should name it not the Guardians. No, look, <laughs> that's not, not, not as lazy as not having any alternative you look, as you criticize you look, it. But go ahead. Look at the logo that like the quote unquote new logo that they made. Yeah, it's it was like they said, all right, what? What logo can we choose where we don't have to change any of our merchandise? Oh, yeah. we'll go with the Guardians and we'll have basically the same script. We'll use the same logo. And instead of having this uh, racist caricature, we'll like flip it over. We'll throw some quote unquote fake wings on there and like turn the face into <laughs> a baseball. Done. And that's what they did. It's I feel like everybody should be happy that it's not the other thing. But no, but if they had so much time to come up with something good, new, fresh, and they, I they just they just jagged because I don't think the Cleveland Spiders going to that. I don't think that was all this amazing. Nah, idea. that wouldn't have been any good. Tom Tom Hanks sold me. He sold me. Whatever Tom Hanks said is correct. Is there Tom not Hanks, a famous Tom, person from Cleveland yeah, available? Because yeah, I I looked up Tom Hanks on Wikipedia after that. I was like, I didn't know he's from Cleveland, and he's not. <laughs> Tom Hanks was the first nah. person that had COVID too. So, on Earth, he's patient I mean, zero. That's when people. That's when people started caring. That time. That's Hanks. when it mattered. Like, yeah, yeah. A lot of people were dying, and they was like, "Oh God, Tom Hanks, we got to take it seriously now." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one issue with the Cleveland Guardians, Russ, is that their name, as well as ClevelandGuardians.com, is already taken. <gasps> that's once again lazy. They didn't do any work. 
It is owned by a men's roller derby team. And I'm not totally sure what roller derby is. It, I think it's like some kind of fighting and it's racing like on roller skates. With roller skating and good for them because they about to I'm get close. Paid. They about to get paid. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, because oh, they're going to have to buy that. Although, um, I don't. They own I, the domain. You know, what's funny is uh, the Bears don't own Bears.com. If no. you go to bears.com, you will go to a site that's just like a squatter and is holding on to it, probably trying to get some money. And uh, there's just pictures of actual bears. Yeah, there's ways to work around that. We're the guardians. We're not guardians or some you know loophole that you can find where it's like, yeah, we're not that team. We're this team. That sounds like what you did with your Twitter account, Tony. Like oh, Tony yeah. Gill was taken. So you just did the Tony Gill or the Tony Gill. What would it be, Russ? The Tony Gill. The Tony Gill. Yeah. And it got verified. And now if anybody wants that name, they got to pay me. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure you're the most famous Tony Gill. I don't think so. There was a Tony, there was an Anthony Gill that went to Virginia and I think they won a national championship. He started, he was a Ford for Virginia when they won a the national championship. So I think he might be the most famous Tony Gill. We'll have to do some. Are you, are you the most famous Jason Leisure? I think I'm the only one. Well, actually, there was another guy, uh, just some random guy in Ohio. And I at one point made the mistake that Tony did where I had the name of my company in my email address. I'm in my Twitter account. So this is like 10 years ago, maybe. And so I won off season. I was like, I got to get that fixed. And so I found the guy that had just my name, just at Jason Leisure. And uh, I, I just asked him. And this is like what you wish would happen for you, Russ. I know because yeah. you're very upset about your Twitter handle. But I just asked him, I said, Hey, I sent him a direct message of like, I use this for work. It would really be helpful to me professionally to be able to just have my name in case I change companies. And the guy was like, No problem. I'll change mine. Yeah. The, the person that has mine hasn't used their Twitter in like 10 years. Yeah. Twitter won't do anything about it. You're stuck with Russ Dorsey one and you're what trying to get what at Russ Dorsey, I assume. I mean, it would just be easier. Like, I'm, is there a Russell Dorsey or Russ Dor? Are there? I both both are taken. You tried both? Yeah. And so, like, I don't care at this point because it's like that's the one that people know. That's the one that's verified. So, like, whatever, people can find me. All right. Well, you sound sad again. <laughs> I, um, I let it go. I have some more anti-vaxxer news, but this didn't seem appropriate to bring up during our serious anti-vaxxer segment. Um, did you know that Cole Beasley of the Buffalo Bills is a rapper? <laughs> I did not. Oh, he is and has been for a while. I don't know. Are you a rapper if you just decide that you're a rapper and start putting out songs? Or does somebody else have to be like, yeah, you're a rapper? That's really yeah. good. Do you have, Does someone have to affirm that? Or can I just walk around saying, hey, I'm a rapper now? Oh, you can, that's how SoundCloud. If you got a SoundCloud account, <laughs> you're a rapper. All right, just looking for clarification. So he is a rapper. Cole Beasley is a rapper. Uh, he put out a whole album in 2018 when he played for the Cowboys called The Auto Autobiography. You guys didn't listen to this? It got up to number seven on the iTunes chart, but he just released a new single. I can't believe you don't know about this because um, he released a new single called Heavy Ones, and it's about not getting the COVID vaccine. <laughs> Oh, that's not a joke, but it sounds like it is. It's about not getting the COVID vaccine um, and his extremely heavy testicles. <laughs> that's what heavy ones means. And the album art is uh, 
what you'd expect. Anyway, we don't have permission to play that, but I think I have a workaround for it. No, don't have Tony read it. And now, Tony Gill reads. Oh, yes. Tony Gill Glasses loves reading, man. And this is probably one of my favorite things uh, that I've ever read. So here we go. (laughs) I'm a guy who has never read a book. (laughs) Cole Beasley's Heavy Ones. Oh, my God. That sounds terrible. (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyway, you see why, Rusty, you see why I didn't bring this up during our serious public service announcement segment? This would have made it bad, yeah. Yeah. All right, here we go, guys. Ain't too well prepared. Don't you get it? I'm too ill to even be repaired. Ain't no vaccination for me. Only an evacuation. Save them, homie. I know that you mad. It ain't even fair. I got heavy nuts. Everyone. The publicists. Making me what they accepting of. I'll do what I want. I will say his uh, original was better than that. I doubt it. I doubt it. What was the great line in there again about... uh... What was the? Well, all of it is great, Jason. You got well, you, <laughs> right. Yes, yes. All of it is definitely great. But there was a two-line stanza in there that uh, was breathtaking. I got heavy nuts. Yeah, and then the next one. That's right. Yeah. Oh, everyone. Yeah, there we go. I got heavy nuts. Everyone. That's that's good. That'd be a good tattoo. More outdated sports news, Russ. Russell Westbrook headed to the Lakers. All right. Mm. Oh, this is exciting now. L.A. has a big three. That is it. Include, what is that a big three? Oh, yeah, they got a big three. They got the best player in the world. They got LeBron and they got Anthony Davis. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the most injured player in the world. So we mentioned this earlier, Russ. The Bulls got Lonzo Ball. Yeah. Tony, can you give me 30 seconds on why I should be excited about this? Uh. Lonzo is an exciting passer, likes to get up the floor. Zach Levine likes to dunk. A person that likes to pass and is good at passing and a guy that loves to dunk is going to be exciting and fun to watch. Um, Also, the second lightest backcourt in the NBA next to uh, Stephen Clay. Um, But, yeah, it's going to be all fun until, you know, first-round exit. So, there you go. He defends, too. I'll give him that. Like, he defends. What you added there at the end, I don't think they're going to put that in the media guide. But um, along those lines, they also got Alex Caruso, who shares a hairline with me. Wait, I see Alex, I see Alex wait, Caruso wait, wait. out there, and I think I could maybe still play. It's maybe not too late. Wait, the Bulls didn't get Alex Caruso. They yeah. did. Signed him. Four years. What? Four years, $37 million, Russ. Tony, give me uh, – what did you give me on Lonzo Ball? 30 seconds. Give me 10 seconds on Alex Caruso. Uh, he has excellent basketball experience because uh, he looks like Elmer Fudd and Elmer Fudd played with Michael Jordan who was a bull uh, on Space Jam that'll work Russ there's a new roller coaster in at uh, Six Flags San Antonio that is going to open next year and is going to have what they say is the world's steepest drop 150 feet at a 95 degree angle you interested in that 
I'm still looking up the bull sign at Alice Caruso. Okay. Tony, do you like roller coasters? Did you go to Six Flags when you were a kid? I did. I've been to uh, uh, Six Flags plenty of times. Alice Caruso got $37 million. Oh, my God. <laughs> we, just told, we just told you that. I don't need to confirm it. <laughs> we just said it. That's you thought this was a practical joke? You thought that me and Tony were like, hey, before you came on the Zoom call, like, hey, here's a good one. We'll really get right. I actually really like Alex Caruso, and I think he does, like, things well. I think he's a good basketball player. Oh, and finally, Russ. No, no. Hold on. Hold on. I, we just have to sit here and watch you process that they got Alex Caruso. And, and then weirdly, in a way that because you're just elated. I, I mean, I like Alex. I mean, I'm sure he's good, but this is just like, you know, like pedestrian news here. He got rise too. Like he like he he's a solid player, but like thirty seven million dollars. Bobby Porter's only got nine million dollars. Okay. All right. I think I'm done. But if you need another minute or even a cigarette as you try to digest this news about Alex Caruso, we can give you the time. It's I that's uh what are the bulls doing? Is my real question. Right. Yes. Well, see, the the, the Lonzo thing I understand. But then you're gonna bring in Alex Caruso, then you're gonna bring in DeMar DeRozan. Like, I don't know what you're winning. They don't have DeMar DeRozan yet. Uh, as of this recording, Tony, if they get DeMar DeRozan um, by the time that you're editing this and when it comes out, I just want to say that my main thought on it is he can dunk really well, but can't shoot threes. And finally, Russ, in Wildwood, New Jersey, a 13 year old girl celebrated her birthday by riding the spring shot. The spring shot is this ride that you've probably seen a lot of these. They're not at major amusement parks like Disney or Six Flags. But it's like these two posts and they put you in some kind of, you know, ball or cage or something. And they just launch you up into the air and you bounce up oh, and down. Like you know what carnival, got you. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's above a carnival ride. It's, it's a little more serious than that. You know what it is, is it's like uh, Disney World adjacent. It's like when you're in kind of the uh, cheaper area of Orlando, that's not Disney World and not Universal and not if there's another good one there, SeaWorld. Uh, it's like that. But it's not a carnival. It's not necessarily something you would see at your local church carnival or something like that. Uh, but anyway, they shot this girl and whoever was with her up into the sky. And almost immediately after they took off, a seagull flew right in her face. <laughs> I saw the video for that on Twitter. It's amazing. And what was most amazing was not that she not that the seagull hit her, but that she just like grabbed it and flung it aside as though it was a leaf. Like, oh, this happens sometimes. I hit a bird once actually with my car, Russ, that this kind of reminded me of that. Um, I was driving on I-95 in Florida, like the, the interstate in South Florida. And I see out of the corner of my eye, this big bird is kind of getting lower and lower and lower out my left side of the car. Big bird? A big bird, Tony. And uh, I'm like, that thing's coming low. That that thing's looks like that thing might hit me. And then, bam, right in the windshield, a turkey vulture, which I don't know if you I don't know if we even have turkey vultures up here, but they're like the size of turkeys. So this is a big smash so in the middle of my windshield. Cracked your windshield. Oh, yeah, completely. Spiderweb crack all over the whole thing, like when you drop your iPhone. And uh, I exited the interstate at that point to try to figure out what was going on and called my insurance and all that and figured all that out. But then. I was 
I, I still wanted to try to drive the car to the uh, windshield replacement place. I didn't want to have it towed. It's such a big pain. You got to sit there and wait and it's going to cost you like 500 bucks or something, whatever. It's all big hassle. So I'm like, I'm going to not take the interstate back, but I'm going to just take, you know, city streets back with my window down. That lasted about a block till I got pulled over because the cop saw my windshield shattered. And his first thought was, we need to find out if he hit a person. And uh, then when he came over to the car and saw all the blood and feathers on my windshield, he realized that I had hit a, not a person and uh, allowed me to drive the rest of the way to the windshield repair place. Mm. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody out there for listening to this episode of sports adjacent. If you like this, we, we went a lot of places today. And I, I want to say that I appreciate each and every one of you that listens to our podcast each week. Uh, you help keep the, keep the lights on. And I just wanted to let you know that how much we appreciate you. On a night when I didn't have my best, I didn't put up the numbers that I normally put up. And, and for that, I will be better. But thank you for sticking with us. Tony, Tony and Jason, you guys, you guys shot the lights out tonight on the night where I had I got no buckets, but y'all, y'all put in work. This is our big three. Hmm. Is, is this House of L's big three? I'm not trying to start inner network beef, so I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say. <laughs> I'm not starting network. You guys, thank you, though, for listening to us. You should hit up Obvious Shirts. Use the promo code Adjacent10. Get some stuff. You can get stuff for football season, especially coming up. You can get our collection on there. We've got five different shirts uh, each comes in black and royal blue. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at sports underscore adjacent. And you can find this podcast everywhere. I, I find my podcast on iTunes, Russ, but my wife has scolded me repeatedly for not mentioning all the other places you can get podcasts. She tells me all these places and then I can't remember any of them. It's like Stitcher. I, Stitcher. Yes. Yeah. What's the Jay-Z one? Title. Does that have podcasts? They, I think they have pockets. Are we on there? We're on there. I'm sure we're on there. We're on title. <laughs> Definitely get us on title. Title, like a title wave. T-I-D-A-L. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Get us on the title. Uh, Support download us, on, download us on the TikTok. Now get us on iTunes like a normal person who has an iPhone, please. And we'll see you every Thursday. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.